and it's massive and multiple ships are going to be required to fight this thing. I can't wait to see some more details and just a measure of scale on this thing. Also, does that mean we're going to be seeing something about naval combat soon? A little bit more in depth. Now the character so. creators released. I uh, yeah, I hope so. To start tickling my pickle half tilt. Not right now. I don't need more hope. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. The Pathfinders set up their tools in a ruined building that seemed to house an old alchemy shop from ages past. While crafting away, they couldn't help but wonder what businesses used to thrive around the Gladiators Coliseum and what was likely a city at the base of the mountain. How many Varens would rise above their counterparts, both in craft and combat, over the ages at this ruined city? Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg, and I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Also, welcome back Half Tilt. Hello, friends. And, of course, Pasha gamers yeah you know you got a new emote in our discord right i don't know if you remember. i did did you see it it was linked in no, there dude, i was thinking every day and i didn't even see it what the hell is literally your face and then next to it's a chat bubble that said let's go gamers <laughs> so literally everybody on this podcast that is a uh is a normal reoccurring guest or uh co-host or something we we've literally got all of our emotes like someone's got some variation. So shout out to all of you. Before we dig in, got to give a shout out uh, to the home of this podcast, which is asheshq.com, the community curated website for Ashes of Creation. Also, shout out to all the Imperial Flames. Those are the supporters here on both Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstered greater week after week. Um, yeah. We got a lot to discuss today, but before we do, and before we I share something to get us rolling, um, Ashes HQ has had some updates. If you go to the front page on that site now, you're going to notice there are some differences. And over the course of the next several weeks to months, you're going to notice more and more things changing and evolving to help you to not only have like a much much cleaner, nicer presentation when you're there. It's going to look nice and artsy, clean, like informative. Also, articles, right? Daedalus last Monday got his first article up there, um, which was the first of the Herald's Ballad. It was a, a really great read. Um, you can you can go on ahead and contribute to the conversation in comments. You can you can like it. You can share it if you if you do. It'd be greatly appreciated. Help share what he's doing. Help share what all the other people that contribute there. Shout out to Skylark the Botanist for once again uh, helping out to ensure that we get all of the outline from the developer live stream done even faster. He has been very helpful in uh, helping me to get that together so I can get it posted and shared to you all in the community same day as the live stream so we we hit that knocked it out of the park um same day so so really really was great to have that it's even more important because that helps us here to ensure that we are 
um, squared away, and we've got a really good outline of what happened to the developer live stream. So when we're talking about it here on the show, not only do we have it to reference, but yes, in fact, you all can check it out as well, which is right there in chat. If you're here on Twitch with us live, you can check it out. Um, unfortunately, different presentation if you're not here live so we always, always encourage people to be here when we're live if you can be um if you want to if you want to show some love to the show uh, go over to our twitter over at ashes pathfinder on twitter twitter look at the pin post right there at the top you'll see all of the podcast places specifically you'll see an itunes link um the reason that's important is that's uh one of the more difficult ones to sort of like bump your podcast up on the algorithm there so if you go and leave a comment give us a five star you leave us a comment we'll read that here live if you want to call in you can call into 1-539-664-6801 or if you're a little more shy and just want to shoot a message you can hit us up on discord.gg forward slash some more join the community uh you know drop comments and questions in the channel or shoot over to a message over to our pathfinder grunt there at ashes pathfinders at gmail.com there we go okay so HQ announcements, check. Uh, talking about Knights of the Phoenix, well, we had a really great community night on Friday. Again, four weeks in a row, right? Knights of the Phoenix, our guild here in this community. If you're looking for an awesome uh, group of people to to join and, and, you know, have fun gaming and not only Ashes, but just the long haul. It's the guild for this show, for the other shows, all the things. You're all welcome to hit me up in Discord if you're interested. But our community night is open to everybody, right? That's Ashes fam, the Phoenix fam, Knights of the Phoenix, all that stuff. You all are encouraged to join us every Friday. We're currently playing City of Heroes, and it's been a really great way to get to know people that sometimes I've seen in chat during like the podcasts or, you know, either either podcast or just kind of hanging out during, uh, you know, Ashes live stream discussions and stuff. So it's been good to get to know people that, you know, I've seen them in chat, but I haven't really talked to them. Um, so that's been it's been really nice doing that. And everybody is welcome. So there's that. All right. Kind of hit on all the stuff and things. Phoenix, why don't we talk about. Oh, what? what Hold on, I just remembered something. Right, the developer live stream was last Thursday, and Pasha couldn't be there. We did our Ashes post show as usual here. It was a great time. Um, Quantarian Slurp, one of the devs for Ashes, who really has a big hand in like the crafting system, has been hanging out those during those post uh, live streams chats. So it's, it's really good time. Um, it's good seeing one of the devs kind of just hanging out and just brainstorming with the community around like all of that stuff. And sometimes I get some really nice, like reassurance that things that I hope for probably are going to happen. So it's like, (laughs) okay. That's a really cool thing to have in an open development cycle, like Same. popping into content creator streams and just engaging the community like that. Yeah, man. So cool. I agree. It's a really good time. Um, Pasha. Hey, Jim. Hey, buddy. Um, Hi. I, I know you couldn't make it for the live stream, but I know Half Till, Daedalus, and myself, I think I speak for everyone here when um, I was all giggles. When I got your message, people are like, wait, what message, Sim? We were watching it, and we were all nerding out in our Pathfinder chat. And then I get this message right here. Everybody, listen up. You fucking teasing me, bro? 
<laughs> literally he's telling us no spoilers don't tell me anything i'm not gonna be able to watch this until later and so i was like just really excited but i didn't, didn't really specify for what reason and then that's when i got back and oh man it was a good time and then he said something later when he did watch and i can't really i don't want to share what he said well, um it's not no it's not it's it's definitely rated m for mature and <laughs> and to be fair um it's not wrong it, it, i can't really <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, can, I also called it, by the way. <laughs> you did, yeah. You, you were like, he's gonna like, you know, blankety blank blank, and he blankety blank blanked. All right, um, gentlemen. I guess there's no there's no real jump in here. We can dig into this, but let's just talk. And I'm gonna share this live. This is good old character creator. That I've got running right here on the screen as we're chatting. Okay. Um, and it's going to be going while we're talking about it. So I guess in no particular order, gentlemen, uh, initial takeaway thoughts, feelings, feedback to the character creator, such as it's been shared. Keeping in mind, this is, uh, they were very clear. This is just an early, early iteration without polish. Kind of what we're going to see in Alpha 2. I think it's important to reference that as our foundational uh, point as we move forward. But yeah. I I was amazed at the amount of options. I mean, some of the options they had, it was more than most live games have. I think even actually right before the show, I watched Lazy Peon's mm -hmm. take on it. And I know he was a big BDO player and he was even calling it out as having more better options than bdo which is high praise considering you know bdo is pretty intricate in terms of what it can do but there was even some things they improved upon from that so uh yeah i mean i i think i had i had said something to the effect that people are saying in chat of being about being blown away by the creator in lfm um and uh yeah this this was this totally exceeded expectations for what I was expecting to get in an alpha two. It was, it was pretty amazing. I mean, obviously there's stuff to add other races that you can customize. They focused on the Kalar, but the fact that you could go so in depth and like literally create something like with enough time that like is equivalent to somebody IRL. So yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. I, I, I was pretty blown away. I mean, I love the sculpt feature for me like that as, as far as being able to model a character that sells it the, you, you go in, pick some general presets and then you can just tweak your, your character model in really any way, shape or form that you want to fit your need. The, the blend tool I thought was really cool. I, I had never really thought about something like that to creating a family. Although from what we understand, Ashes isn't going to be the most alt-friendly game in the world, but hey, you, ha you, you have the option to make it now, and th that's pretty cool. Like I've never seen something like that. I'd never even considered something like that that would be something I want, but now I'm like, oh, okay, that could be kind of neat. I'll be really curious if you can do it between races. That, that, that'll be really neat. Like If you can take a Vec and, and a Renkai and blend, and blend them together, or even like a Vec and a, a Dunir and blend them together... It, it, like just for general features, not obviously not the actual racial features, but the the character model that would be kind of neat. Um, 
As far as appearance goes, like I think we'll see a lot more stuff to come, such as adding piercings and being able to just add more features and uh, and accessories around the uh, around your character. But beyond that, like I don't, I'm, I'm sold, man. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Yeah. So um, the day it came out and that I sent you that beautiful message, Sam. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I actually uh, texted my uh, my stream partner and I told him when I get home after work, um, I need to call you. He was still working. I was like, I need to call you because uh, we need a I need a blind react to uh, to this because mm-hmm. he's as picky with character creators as I am. And um, so we started watching it. And honestly. At first, when we started watching, we we're like, eh, not blown away, like by just the um, just the appearance tab, where like you had like a couple sliders, and it didn't change things that much. When when we saw like the the long beard that you could make short, and it just looked like you had like a bag under your chin, and it looked weird. Mm-hmm. It's under it's under development, so like that's normal. But it's when we got to the sculpting part. I was blown away when you saw that, like the plates on the different parts of the body and then the dots that you could drag and really, it was BDO. It was Black Desert Online. That's exactly what I was hoping for. That's what Steven promised the community that was, that it was going to be like BDO, if not more. Like BDO was like the floor for their character creator. And for everyone who's seen me on this show in the past, you've, known that like i've been kind of skeptical kind of worried about where i was going if steven was going to like uphold and live up to the promises and so far the character creator the character creator he's nailing it mm-hmm. it is phenomenal and like of course there are a couple things to change and i'm not sure like it's funny but i'm not sure i'm a big fan of the fact that you have like three sliders and then you have the crotch slider and i'm like ha, ha, ha i giggled but i was like why is that a thing right now <laughs> like can i have biceps sliders and shoulder sliders first but then like i said you get to the sculpting part and it was amazing it was great so yeah i'm blown away and this is an alpha build well alpha 2 build it's the same thing and it's better than 100% of the western mmo uh, genre. Mm. <clears throat> I have to say something here. I I, I would say too, like in, in all in in all honesty, like if I'm going to be like just real talk about this, Pasha, I'd say you probably out of everybody who's been on the show would has probably been the most critical about about how about the character creator, right? Like and adhering to like this is what you were saying. Is going to be the vision of the character creator, and and even before I'm gonna I'm gonna share this too because this isn't like something we've even talked about, but even in our our DM group for this show, uh, Pasha was like real talk. He was like, "Yo, if they don't deliver on even this first iteration, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna like be really pissed and yeah, like express it." I was it. telling you guys like you should expect like a yeah. huge rant from me if they weren't yeah. like making something good. So I think that it says a lot that like for you, someone who's been waiting for this for so long, like plenty of other people. But as far as our show, you know, uh, homies, you know, all the Pathfinders that join the show here, like, you know, I think I I didn't really like have a bar. I just knew I wanted it to not be feel so cookie cutter. 
and give me enough variety. But I, I will tell you, I will tell all of you this, okay? Um, and Daedalus referenced something about the LFM podcast too. We, it was a little different. We usually do that LFM. It's the sister podcast to the show. That one's all about game development, game culture. I mean, it's it's literally pretty much everything, right? Anything game development, nothing's off the table, right? And this show is on Thursday, and it was scheduled after their developer live stream, right? And we and and so I would say to sort of if you really want to get a little bit more perspective from other people in this sort of format. Now Dayless was there with me, um, but we we did the Ashes post show after their live stream, and then I rolled right into the LFM podcast. So Dayless was there, Renfell was there, and D Nathan Napalm was there. And Nathan's a pretty he's he's primarily YouTuber. He's like 10k plus. He, he does a lot of mmorpg stuff right and he's more of the pantheon guy right but even he on that show was like <laughs> he, 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 you saw him lean in ashes he pretty, lost his mind man. pretty pretty yeah. seriously he's dedicated pantheon and he's so leaned into the ashes lane when he saw that he was extremely impressed um and i gotta tell you i was extremely impressed and you know the thing that that really number one Holy shit, the Vec look amazing. Like, way better than what we saw in those uh, renders or the uh, concept pieces, right? Um, the things, the three things that stood out to me, you guys, that I was like, holy shit, this is, like, innovative. This isn't just... I, I, I wanted to just be varied and, and extensive enough to have enough customization it's it's the most it has the potential to be the best character creator i've probably ever seen in a game and the reason is is a lot of the it's not that they've reinvented the wheel it's just that they're doing what they said they were going to do years ago which is we're not trying to reinvent the wheel we want to take the best things mmos have to offer and try to make sure that we are capitalizing on that and i saw that 100 percent in the character creator because I've seen these elements of the sculpt feature in other character creators, and I've seen the sliders and the variety for like hair length and 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 stuff like or highlights right on the hair color to where you could make it like highlighted with like a, a pink color or you could do like white and make it look old. But what really in terms of just the creator alone was like the customization of the scars and the tattoos, that's some next level shit, okay? Having a combination of the the sculpt plus the variety in like length of style, so you pick the style, and then you get the variety of of like you know like well maybe I want the style of hair or this style of beard, but I don't want this long. I always seem to be stuck with it being a certain length, right? I don't get to go. Let me kind of trim that up a little bit somehow. And it's never the one they offer in the game. You're like, no. I want an in between between that one and that one never comes out. Yeah, and man, and then to me, they're innovative because they're taking all these things, they're putting them in one place. Then the tattoo, the the scar feature, and then did you see that one where they took four templates into that diamond little module on the top right? Yeah. That was innovative because I don't know a game that's done that, and that is so user-friendly and helpful for the person who might have a general idea of the character they want to create, but doesn't want to feel that they have to sit there for hours to work on their character to try to find what feels like them. Instead, they could be like, I, I see like someone who's got like maybe maybe the the overall like structure 
of like you know the face and i got one who's got like maybe the set of eyes and brow that i like and another one with maybe like the nose and the ears and i could take four templates for this character throw them in there and then in between that go to each of them and go okay let me let me take the best parts from these to create my character like that is actually like i haven't seen that anywhere before and yeah, I think they sick. added like a fifth one too, Jeez. if I remember right. So, I mean, I'm sure there's a limit. I think Maggie talked about a limit, but I think five, like looking at five different presets, I mean, that was fantastic. I mean, I didn't even know what that blend thing was. And when they went into it, I was, I was pretty shocked in a good way that mm. they are going to that level and like helping people. I mean, Bottom line, I'm gonna spend days and weeks in this thing. If they, yeah. I'm hoping they release it sooner rather than later, just so I can start playing with options. I know, but, uh, but yeah, that was pretty neat. <laughs> can I say and something? That's gonna be such a vital part is releasing the creator before the game launches, so you can have the time to do that. Yes, because recognizing that a lot of people, myself included, often rush through the process because I want to get mm-hmm. in the game quick you it would trivialize all of the effort and work that they've put into this character creator mm-hmm. so i'm really happy to see that coming out i mean it only affects people that are ready to play on launch but still really really cool yeah but the people who want to play like on launch are the people who don't want to like get left behind right so like you exactly spend, like, two minutes because right. you want to be at the end the quote-unquote end game you want to participate in the, the cool stuff first with the first groups so like it's mm-hmm. really cool that they're doing that and it's reminiscent a little bit of uh, what they did in, in the Wildstar, where you could like make your character in the beta and save your save your like load your actual uh, preset that you made for your character. So as soon as the game came out, we could play with our character, which was really really fun. Dude. I think I spent like two hours on the character creator there, and it was super mm-hmm. basic compared to what they're doing now. Right, like I I did I spent a lot doing City of Heroes in our community nights creating characters, but. Can I want to? I wanted to note people that are watching. You see this? Uh, do you see this beard style? Right. It's and if you're if you're only listening, I can only describe it as imagine someone with stubble, like a male with stubble as a beard, but longer mustache and and right where their goatee, like their you know right below their chin would be. Imagine that short, but then everything from the cheeks back to the sideburns is like a long beard. Yeah, someone uh, I think it was. Wolfie actually uh, called that the neck tote style. <laughs> neck tote? Neck. I dig it. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's my neck coat. And I was like, oh, actually, I get cold in the winter. I'm practical. like, but what about the front part? I mean, there's got to be a reason. I don't really know if I want to be able to breathe, man. That's all. Yeah. You I mean, protect your neck, but also be able to, you know, breathe. This brings a whole new meaning to the phrase, does the carpet match the drape? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you ain't wrong. Also, I'm sitting there Greg looking the at it. I'm like, you, you know what a face mullet is? It's the exact inverse of a face mullet. <laughs> oh, my God, it oh my is. God. No, that's actually true. It is. And the mustache, like, I was like, look at that right there. If you're watching as I'm talking, look how big that is. I'm like, how is that staying up? Physics, like, is it's it wax, man? It's all about, but it doesn't look wet. And it years look of shaping, years and years of oh, shaping. Yeah. And Fair point. Like, have you ever seen the mustache competitions and some of the, the crazy no. styles they got? Like, it's impressive. Never. 
My grandpa never... actually used to have one similar to that, maybe a, about that length oh, right there. God, really? <laughs> now we expect Half Tilt to have a mustache like that on next stream. That's what it means. I uh... look like somebody that belongs in jail when I grow a mustache. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but Same, though. it was, um, man, the, the color variations for so many things. Uh uh, there's other things clearly to talk about from the developer live stream, but as we're talking specifically about the character creator here, I got a video with another 27 minutes. So we're going to just focus on character creator stuff. Like it was a bit of a bar. I know people were like, Oh, we didn't get to see the female. Like speaking of female models, Daedalus, is that like your new boo over there behind you on the screen? That uh, you got? No, no, no. This, this is no? just a starting point for one of my many alts. Okay. Oh, okay. Or actually, one one of my many like presets that I'm gonna have available when I decide to make an alt, knowing that it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be challenging to do the alt life in in ashes. But yeah, yeah. I just wanted to showcase that, and also it's my feedback. Like I wanted to see what the the female options are because I do enjoy playing female tunes as well as male tunes in MMO. Mm. No hate. No hate on that. Some people just want to watch a sexy character when they play eight hours a day. Yeah. Word. Yeah, and I, I can't do it. I'm like, oh, man, I can't. I can't do it. I haven't been able to ever do it. My brother can do it, too. He can play, like, female characters. I just can't. It feels too weird. I'm like, ah. You're not uh, immersed enough. It breaks your immersion. It, for me, it does. It actually does. And it's, you know, it's... But, man, I love when you've got the diversity in character. And, I mean, the character creator, like... This this guy on screen right now, this this African American like looking character model, holy shit, dude! That was like mind blowing. How good I this love his hair, looks. man! I love the hair. It dude. looks so yeah. good. Like oh my god! Like and this isn't this isn't even like polished. I was like this character was one of the best looking to me. Mm-hmm. Like sure. I mean, it looked like his facial hair, his eyebrows, like the hairlines, everything looked so good i was like oh you know like man it's just badass dude like i am so stoked to see what the other races options are gonna look like and to know that this isn't even like the full spectrum of it like the highlighting feature for the hair was like really good too because it was like you can determine like kind of how much gray or white you got or if it's like a highlight like how profound it is. I mean, and this is like not even this isn't even the full character creator. And it already blows most games character creators out the water. Yeah. And I'm really happy that they brought up the, the topic of being able to have asymmetrics yeah. within your builds. I know Same. they mentioned it largely in relation to eye color. Um, being able to scar one eye and have it go blind or something like that. Like that is so cool, but also being able to add it to other features would be really neat, obviously with some limitations, but like that would be really, really cool Mm. to see it to a degree with other facial features or even like arm length or something like that. Just like, I think the characters are going to actually look, and the thing is, this isn't people were like, you know, some people were like, Oh man, unreal engine. I'm like, nah, man, this is like, this is, this is mostly intrepid here. Like this yeah, is the this was all built in house. They said that. Yeah, they said yeah, in house though. And just with the state of the Jeez. character creator that we have right now, not even what they plan on adding. Oh no. I we already have the opportunity to have not a single character in the game that looks the same. Which is which is awesome. 
you can make the right. character you want and not just pick a preset that you like and that mm-hmm. you know that 45% of other players will look the same way. Yeah. I I really hope we get a an option to model a couple different armor types, like heavy armor, light armor, medium armor on them to see kind of how, like, cause, you know, as we just saw in the sculpting there, he's adjusting like the abdomen yeah. width and size and whatnot. What effect that has on your armor? Because most of the time you're going to be wearing gear. Yeah. So a lot of those under the, the body sculpting features aren't going to be readily visible unless it actually shows through the armor somehow. So it'd be neat to see how that translates. And, you know, if you see it more on like a tight leather uh, top than you do on like a plate or mail top, that would be really, really cool. True. So I take it, Pashi liked the emote I saw. Good, nice. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's awesome. It's good. Um, There's one thing that I feel like needs um, a lot of, um, a lot of, well, not a lot of work, but it's just a transition between facial hair and the actual skin. It looks like it's glued on. Oh, when yeah. you look at a transition, like you can see the line where the hair meets the face, where it should, it should be a little bit more faded. So, like that needs a little mm. bit of work. And one thing that could be really cool in their character creator was would be to add, call it whatever whatever you want but it would be to add a body fat slider to make your characters like toned or not skinny or fat and not even when i'm calling i'm saying fat i'm mostly talking like skinny fat you know like no muscle definition whatsoever or being like two percent the dwayne the rock johnson kind of body fat that would be really cool if they could add that because a lot of basic mmos character creators do have that being very muscular or not so it would be cool if they could just add it to their phenomenal character creator they have right now yeah i agree you know man do you know what one of the things they were talking about was how they were going to be essentially making a point to engage in like you know the community element uh by spotlighting people's youtube comments I noticed that too. Whenever they were talking, they were they were essentially talking about potentially doing that. Um, and I think that this is one of the things Intrepid de- really delivers on consistently, because they they have had the strong focus to ensure that they really really engage with the community, no matter what platform that engagement's on, right? And this is just another way that they have just really been knocking out of the park because a lot of the times you see them, they'll see like developers go and they'll do their live stream and they'll like post their stuff on social media. But Ashes of Creation has been probably, I'd say that they've probably been a dominant MMORPG, if not the most dominant from my from my perspective in that community engagement element. They've done everything from AMAs on Reddit to engagement in the forums. I mean, even, even right now, as we're talking about the character creator, they, they made a very specific point to say, Hey, we want to make sure we get as much feedback as you or from you as we can. And right here, if you look at that, I linked in chat, there's, there's, you can go and you can provide your feedback on the forums. They literally are wanting to pull as much feedback. They've been doing this around a lot of the, and by the way, you see half tilts images black. He'll, he'll be right back. No worries. Everybody's fine. Um, <clears throat> but we've seen this consistently 
right? Forums, social media, Twitter. I mean, how many times do they go and respond to people on Twitter? Like, it's consistent. And Pasha, don't spread misinformation. I see that. Sam <laughs> <laughs> is lying. He's not fine. He's, he, he died. Oh, my God. That's horrible, dude. Um, no, but, you know, real talk, talking about the uh, the character creator, right? This, I'm hoping that they do what they said and that we get an opportunity to jump in and actually test this out, create people. Now, they did this with Asmogold during their live stream. And it's a smart, it's a smart marketing tactic, man. Keep going and bringing up the guy that people are going to go share this with, who's got one of the largest MMORPG audiences out there and keep his community and the greater community talking about your game, right? It's, it's, you know, if you're an MMORPG or game developer, like take a, take a page from the playbook, right? And, and also it's like, yeah, it could look like you're just trying to like feed someone this because of that, but real talk, like he's engaged with pretty much everybody, including Asmongold when it comes to the game. He, he's done it all along to small creator to the large creators. We know we're he talked to a shroud as well. He's talked to shroud. Summit one G Tim, the tap man. Yeah. Right. Lazy peon, uh, Asmongold. These are some of the yeah. ones that we know of making Asmongold yeah. and showing it on the live stream mm -hmm. really paid because then Asmongold actually like blind reacted to it. Mm -hmm. And he himself even like gave, like really positive feedback. I was like, this is really good. It shows yeah. how good it is in this stage, like that they can make someone like a character look like him. Right. It's a damn good thing. I'm telling you. And also it's not like he only talks to, again, if you're a developer, take a page from the playbook. This is why I talk about community is important. I'm not a guy with all the answers, but when you cover games development, as long as I have now, you see what works consistently and what helps, right? You want a thriving community around your game. And if you want to do that, you got to engage with them everywhere you can, whenever you can. It sounds like a lot of work, but you know, when you're clearly passionate about it, it's different, doesn't it? And, you know, Steven's very passionate about it. This is his baby. And, uh, you know, when he's gone out there and he's engaged with large creators and he's engaged with smaller ones, like, like myself, I'm a small creator in the grand scheme of things. I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm an itty bitty. I'm not, I'm not a big dog. Big dog are the, the, the millionaires are the ones that just rock this every day of their lives. You know what I'm saying? And, and he engages with people on all different points in the spectrum of like, you know, creator basis and community basis. Not only engages, he also listens to their feedback. And it's not the first time oh. that Intrepid Studios will have gone back on their decision to do something because it was not well received by the community. It's like true. They have proven themselves again and again that they listen to the feedback, that they act upon it. Mm -hmm. Like it, it happens so often that gaming studios are like, we love to hear what the community thinks, but they don't do anything about it. <laughs> they don't even read their own forums. It's true, man. It is. I see. I, I literally talk about games every week where this is like the mistake that's being made over yeah. and over. It's always the complaint I have for the, uh, for the, you know, it, it's like a constructive criticism point for the, like, really small indie game where it's like one or two people team. This is like the thing they missed the mark on all the time is just put your, you know, get out there, make it a point one day a week 
to one day a week, one, one, one day out of the month to do a live stream, right? Each week go and, you know, set up some social media and then each day just check in, see what people are saying, engage with them, talk to them. Um, there have been some really great games that have gone out to steam that I've played that had tons of potential and promise that just never really get the growth they could because people don't do community. They don't engage and try to build and foster community. Yeah. And uh, I would probably say in a lot of ways, the reason I believe the ashes is prospering isn't just because, I mean, it's one of many reasons, but one of the big ones from my perspective is that community engagement and, and, you know, that relationship with the community that they have because they listen, they make changes within the, within the scope of their vision where they're willing to budge and maybe, you know, listen and adapt, but they don't, they don't go, Oh, well you tell us how to make our game either. So it's like, you know, there's a, there's a balance there. Um, let's talk about some of the, let's talk about some of the other things, right? So cosmetic swapping over April 6th, they do have a new dev discussion on enemy indicators. So we, Probably we'll be able to talk about it on the show today. It's planned unless we just run out of time, but we are going to make sure we go through. They are still bringing people in for the content creator program. They are still hiring and they said they've got um, right here since the start of the new year, they've hired 20 new people. It's a pretty good chunk of what their goal was for the year. So more people at Intrepid, the more things that are being developed more frequently and that right there, if you missed it, was what I was talking about with this daggum character creator, man, with the ability to actually make adjustments to some of the the hair and stuff. You can watch him yeah. changing the white and doing the highlights. So if you're watching live, this is kind of what I'm talking about. It's really, really awesome. Um, yeah, Office isn't ready for a studio tour yet. One thing that was I was bummed to not hear about, and I'm, I've got plenty of praises about this live stream. This was... I always refer to some live streams are a show and some are a tell. The last one was a big tell live stream. This one was far more heavily a show live stream. There wasn't as much discussed, but there was a lot shown to us in terms of the character creator. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts specific to the, uh, to the actual character creator specifically? I'm going to actually share that link one more time in chat. For anybody that wants um, to check it out. Lots I mean, I think points. the only thing that I just thought was really kind of stand out as well was, I think when we talked about it on the stream a little bit before, was just the ability to, like, essentially, like, place just about anywhere tattoos and scars. Like, normally, like, you kind of get those static things you can do and maybe add them. There may be some movement, but the actual free form part of it was pretty fascinating i'd like really love that and it just also made me like once again just think like how in-depth this is even in an alpha 2 right um and then we talked about like a little bit about like what they did is like you know good you know marketing thing is to you know make uh you know a, a reiteration of uh you know asmongold but it's just one of the one of those things that i just see in this character creator is just Finally, the ability to, if, if you really want to create yourself here, you can. Whereas other creators, you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to have to go with whatever options I have. This is definitely gives you, if you take the time, you could create yourself in the game, which is a pretty neat thing, considering like some of the questions they answered later 
um, where Stephen was musing on like what the experience might be like with events and stuff is like them and potentially like a really cool idea would be them inserting themselves into the game. So now just imagine this, right? It feels like a real live like D and D experience in a way, right? As you're taking on your character, that, and you're yeah. you know making yourself in the game and. And you have that ability. I'm just, I can't wait to see how this philosophy translates into some other systems like your character development. If the character creator is this in depth, and I think some folks said in chat something similar, if they're putting this much back, um, you know, into just a character mm -hmm. creator, imagine what else is going to be there for the other systems. Right. Oh, we've got an extra guest on the show. Uh, yes, Hastel Sun hanging out. Devoured yeah. by the void, everyone. <laughs> and when he decides to come back from the grasp <laughs> of the god of death, he turns. He returns with a kid. <laughs> he's got. He's got <laughs> a kid, though, right. <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. Uh, it's funny though, isn't it? Weird how his like face. Hey, say hi to all the people. There you go. We've got that's our, our youngest podcast member to actually join the show right there. Everybody. Um. Yeah, so we're talking half tilt, kind of talking about some of the uh, character creator discussion points. We do have some of the the Q and A now. For those watching, this is Asmongold's face being morphed into something uh, quite different. Uh, but I was about to say morphed into a monstrosity, but yeah, they're showing the 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 five different. I said four earlier, but the five different like arc, or, you know, not archetypes, but. Um, like pre-made sort of character designs that are being thrown up there. And he's, they're actually showing off how you could go and sort of yeah. select each character and kind of modify, you know, using those yeah. features that you want to use. Yeah. Um, so I got like two things to say uh, yeah. before we get into the Q and A, Sam, if you don't sure, mind. Sure. Absolutely. For the people on the stream and you guys, um, have you noticed how, real the eyes look yeah like whenever they zoom yeah. in, in into these yeah, like man. onto the eyes to like play with the eye colors even when they change the eye color you could see like every fiber in the eye that would like change to, to like a two or three tone it's amazing compared to the blurry blurry faces that we had in like the first alpha I know it's, it's amazing. Crazy. It's there. There's so much progress being made. So like that's really great. And the, the second thing I wanted to say is just okay. So now it's a true monstrosity, right? Um, yeah. The second thing I wanted to say was more of a question, and right. I want to know what everyone thinks. Uh, I talked to you guys about it before the stream. Um, when they were playing with the scars and the tattoos, they were talking about how you can place a total of three on the body. And that includes both scars and tattoos. First, is that enough for you guys? Um, and second, uh, do you think the developers will add more? Because, and if they don't, why? Because I don't see where like there could be a limitation in the engine to keep us from like adding it. So to like add more, would it be a strain on the servers? I don't know how. Yeah, I doubt but it. I feel like three is really not enough. It should be at least three tattoos, three scars. If you want to stick with the three, it should be three of each. You shouldn't like have them together. 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it's enough. I would love to see like that be, you know, as much as they can do without it impacting performance. Yeah, I agree with that. I think like from a performance perspective, though, with all of the add-ons that we're going to have, like cosmetics, sorry, that's the word I was looking for, like all the cosmetics and accessories and things like that we're going to have on our characters and pets and everything going on. I can't imagine that a scar or a tattoo that might even be hidden by armor is going to break things, you know? And if they do make it so that if, if, clothing or armor or something is covering that piece that it just doesn't need to render the what's underneath it necessarily then i think that would really mitigate a large portion of that but even still it's not a lot of extra detail or difference yeah that i see there yeah i have a hard time thinking we're gonna have issues with performance when i think back to the tech showcases where they Mm -hmm. talked about the the meshes and how everything's going to be combined into one mesh um since their approach seems to be all in one when it comes to what you're rendering, uh, I would be shocked if that wasn't going to be the case here as well. Um, but I do want to like reference Pasha's question because I know we talked about that pre-show and I'm really glad you brought that up here on the show too, because I agree that while I like, like I said, right, it seems like they're taking a lot of the best parts of character creators from different games. And as opposed to reinventing the wheel, I certainly think they are innovating for sure. Um, but if they're going to take all these different things like the sculpting feature or the adjustable links of beards, um, having it to where you can take scar types, shrink them, expand upon them, make them larger, smaller, put them on the body, flip them around, position them in the direction you want to. Same thing for tattoos. Um, where other character creators often seem limited in scope as a result of they might have a specific element that they use, but they don't, but that's the thing that they can be really expansive with, right? Like the Elder Scrolls online, you got a lot of variety, uh, black district online, you got a like really great sculpt system In other ones you've got like, you know, in some of the Eastern MMORPG specifically, lots of great, um, variety in like, uh, the different color tone or makeup highlights, you know, low lights, things like that for hair. But that's like the one thing where there's a lot of, uh, like it's expansive, but it's in like one cutout of the character creator as opposed to all of the cutouts and i think the ashes is hitting on being expansive enough in all of these different cutouts where they're again taking the best of both all worlds rather and combining into the character creator and it would be a i think it would be just really unfortunate to sort of plateau the possibility for something like scars and and tattoos and not allow there to be more variety because like like you said like what if uh what if my rp is going to be okay i've got a scar because i fought a creature and that creature that i fought didn't just scar me only on my face but like they scarred me across my body in other areas too. What if it was like three massive claws of like a dragon or a, a big griffin or something and it clawed you and that took like, you know, it's claws spread across your body, caught your face, caught your chest, caught your legs. Well, if I've only got the, the option to place one scar, then I miss out on the opportunity to go, well, I fought this thing and it hit me like this and, and I could only show one scar. So I think that, yeah. you know, I agree with that a whole, a whole lot because if you're going to put that in the game, like make the most of it. And I think you'd be missing an opportunity if you didn't allow more 
additional scars, additional tattoos and things to customize. And, and that's where having some of the asymmetric sculpting could be really benefit to that too. It's like I got bit in the arm by a dragon when I was fighting it. And now your bicep is just mangled and tiny compared to your other arm. And you could layer it with mm. scar tissue on top of that yeah. while having it be a bit smaller. It just really plays into that. Yeah, I agree. So much possibility. Don't don't limit it. At this point, they've they're 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 setting the bar so high. It's like take it all the way, man. Take it all the way. I don't think there's going to be any issue with performance as a result of how characters look. Um, and I think it's because of what they've already been showcasing for us in terms of the outfit styles. Those are the things I would actually have been more concerned about impacting, uh, you know you know, just the performance or whatever, because we know that like, you know, you're going to actually have like glowing elements on your armors and stuff like that. And those are the things that usually I get concerned about. Um, got a good number of Q and a bits here for the character creator specifically. And then we also have the Q and a for the live stream as a whole. Right. And we've got the dev discussion. We're going to try to get to that. The Q and a isn't crazy expansive, um, but I'm going to hit on the things that really, um, we either haven't talked about or are just interesting, right? So we already talked about a plan for, uh, you know, symmetrical, right? Being able to be asymmetric. And, and you know, there's they've said there's a functionality that will be possible to manipulate different components. So, yes, you could be asymmetrical. Um, why was the character not blinking? And this was funny because at any time you are in a scene where you want to have close control with your face, you're manipulating it. Sometimes difficult to incorporate animations. So the idle stance as well as the eye tracking is not present. That's something that the animation team is working on. I want to piggyback off of that one because someone actually mentioned something in the Ashes post show on Thursday. And they were saying, I'm actually really glad that the character's not moving around a lot because sometimes when I'm trying to set up how they're going to look. I don't want them turning their head or gesturing or doing any of that stuff. Cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to get this down pat and every time they move around, they mess with my mojo. What do y'all think about that? I a hundred percent agree. When I heard that question, I'm like, why, why would I want the character to blink right now <laughs> a lot when I'm maybe wanting to make sure I get the eyes just right. Mm hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm totally a fan of just, like, keeping it simple here. Then maybe you might have, like, in another screen, you might have, like, an ability mm -hmm. to see, like, different animations. I think that's something kind of City of Heroes does where you can go in and color powers and then you actually see, like, what the movement looks like with your costume on that you've designed. So I, I wouldn't mind having that be, like, a separate thing or, like, be able to turn it off. Um, I think that that's a great idea because again, I mean, these are like you know, my perspective is I like to spend a ton of time in a character creator. Some people just like a template or hit randomize a few times and go, and they would like to maybe see some of that live. I wouldn't, I would rather have it be kind of very simple, small movement so that I'm not spending a ton of time waiting for something to happen so I can see how it looks on both sides of the face, for mm, example, right. If they want to have animation incorporated, I, I like the idea of either having a second screen or a hidden animate button that animates your character into yes. different motions that you can choose. So you can see it in real time that way. Otherwise, just make sure that your animations are tied to whatever areas you are working on so that it 
pauses the animation for whatever area you're working on. So if you're working on the head and it zooms in on the head, anything there, then it becomes static. The rest of the body, sure, swing your arms around, but keep yeah. your head stationary. <laughs> like that that's where I would leave it. I don't want it moving around and blinking and doing all this other stuff when I'm trying to focus on that area to make it look a certain way. Absolutely. Yeah, for me, uh, the animations, I feel like it should be kind of a T-pose like we have right now, arms down, obviously. And you have all these boxes you can check and not only for animations. So like you want your your idle animation, if they decide to include different idle animations, depending on the races and the classes, same, right. just like your global idle animation, your class idle animation, um, hide and show armor. Uh, I, I think have to, you talked about it earlier, like if it's on leather or steel and you want your character to wear plates, you want him to have a certain body shape that fits better with heavy armor. Um, backgrounds as well that includes lighting. So like backgrounds like in a dungeon, in, in the plains, in a city. So that way you can see, like when you have the height slider for your character, you want to know how he scales compared to the world. That's just how it works. Someone isn't tall because they're a certain amount of centimeters tall. Yes, I'm Canadian. So like, <laughs> isn't tall because of, you know, the number. They're tall compared to other things. So like all these boxes we should have access to, to like to check them just like they do in Final Fantasy. For example, in Final Fantasy, when you create your character, you have all these options that you can check on and off. Yeah, I think it's funny because we got like a 50% Canadian show today, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, bud. Oh, oh no. Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, too, there was a uh, why did the character creator only focus on one race gender? There are a lot of technical hurdles, is what they said, in setting up the skeleton, right, and the rig for each race and different genders and trepid wine to get this out as soon as possible. And as such, use the base KLR Mill model to show up. Also, they just wanted to get this in people's hands so they could see it, so they could see what they're going for here. So there's a lot of stuff that's missing right now. They even had a discussion point about, well, the deck have piercings. And they were like, yeah, 100%. They already exist in some adornments, but for demonstration, it wasn't enough time. So, again, when we keep in mind that we got to see the Kalar, but we got to see the Kalar as they were ready to show us enough of a presentation, not the full presentation. This is just for Alpha 2. And we didn't even get to see the other ones, right? So we got to see like, a, you know, a pre-made Vec and, and some of these other different uh, variety of, of human characters that they had, but... Even within just the the Kalar race, or you know, technically, I mean, some of that could have been like even Valoon, depending. But you know, we get to see a pretty extensive amount of uh, versatility. Um, okay, they talk about natural, non-natural hair color options, right? Obviously, they said that will be culturally dependent. So that's something I wanted to, to note here because I think that cultural dependency element of the discussion is important. So they said the options will definitely be culturally dependent, but high saturation and color ranges must follow a style guide for the game. Okay. AKA only the Dooney, the Doonier males can have bright pink hair. Oh my gosh, dude. Only. Could you imagine? It's just linked to their pantheon of their own gods. 
So please respect her <laughs> culture. Is it though? Is it their their own unique pantheon? <laughs> they all they're all pink. Oh, what are they're the the gods of gnome, right? And gnome, yeah. choo 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 choo. From World of Warcraft, we got a little pink haired gnome in, engineer <laughs> like choo chewing around Delaran. Giving me PTSD. Sorry, bro. buddy. I apologize. I mean, really though, I'm just talking about it. Okay. Talked about the Pyray. Did you hear that, Pasha? It's official. I did. He confirmed it. It's right. Pyray. I'm happy now. Did well, anybody no, else feel like? But did anybody else feel like they watched the show when they were responding to that? Because we like went on a whole tangent one episode about it. <laughs> yeah. We were just like <laughs> you really enunciated. It's like, yeah, the Pyray. <laughs> You need to record each one of them as a soundbite and link them to a chat command here in Twitch so people can just pull it up whenever they need to hear it. That's, <laughs> be that's like, a good call. I would agree with you. Yeah. And then if I, if I do that, it'll be like they could type in a command. It's be like, Pyray, eh? <laughs> like, that's my Canadian brothers, man. Okay. Couple of the other Q and A pieces we're going to hit on, right? Because I am, I am actually genuinely hoping that we can we can talk a bit about the uh, dev discussion. Okay, but we'll see if we get to the Q and A. Next one is: uh, Have you considered a high stakes loot drop PvP drop area? Gosh, <laughs> hasn't been following the development of the game. It's it's a question typical of that. It's obvious that it's a no because it already exists. All right. Or if you want to be a griefer and ruin people's day, then you will have a chance to drop your loot. But they didn't want to have PvP only zones. So like it's it's okay. Like there are newcomers every day to the game, but I feel like it's a question they shouldn't have picked for the live stream itself. Because once again, it just like kind of takes from the bandwidth where you want to hear answers that have never been answered before. Right. Or questions that have never been answered before. Yeah, I do want to say thanks, Intrepid, for clarifying that on the races, though, because real talk, people actually were really getting a bit confused by that. So I think it was actually super, like, good that Steven did that. Yeah. Because now we've got, sure. like, a for sure answer. Because they really did, uh, like, reference the name different ways on one live stream. We're like... Different ways. <laughs> I mean... Just Ray. It was, like, eight different ways of pronouncing it. Well, I mean, also they were running the the real risk that we were just going to call the Pyre Magpies. So, I mean, you don't really want that happening because once you once it starts, it's not really going to stop. But I mean, low key, I think that enough people around here will probably still go, oh, the Magpies, baby. You like that? I like that. The Magpies, though. Magpies, though. The Magpies, though. What about what about you all? Any, any of you other two have anything about that Q&A component there? Um, I think it was it was good that they like looked at um what was the one I was just looking at it actually. Um they were talking about just having like different um and I guess maybe more in general about it's still kind of going back to the character creator, but the fact that they were really looking at building systems that are multi-purpose. Like the fact that the character creator would also be using animal husbandry, would also be using your ability to create NPCs to, you know, guard your freehold or that you would hire. I mean, I think that's that's one thing that I really like that maybe was like an undertone in some of their discussions too, is they have like all these different things they're building. Um, 
and, and that they're also looking at ways they can multi-purpose. So it's not necessarily just, you know, one and done. I like that part of it. Um, And then also the thing about the armors that they talked about, and this is the other thing that I wanted to mention, is showing that they're really wanting to make armor be just as much a part of the build as other things, like where cloth is strong against magic damage versus heavy against physical. And then making, like it really also beneficial to have leather as a choice. And it could not just be about resistances. It could be about skill damage or critical chance or other things. So that armor isn't just about mitigation. I really like that. And I think that was a good, um, good thing to add about the Q and a as well. Yeah. You know, I did want to say one thing I had, forgot to mention earlier when Quantaren Slurp was actually on our was here last Thursday um, the previous podcast was actually one we did where we talked a lot about artisanship and I, I like they actually DM'd me and were like hey can you give me the link for the show and I'm like yes yeah. so I think they went and watched it so here's I, and I wanted to say too like there was someone in chat that said I'd be shocked if some of the devs didn't watch I know they've watched them they've been on it I don't know that they actually watch it religiously and I just want to say I'm not like you know I'm not like so full of myself to think that like they would have like watched a show and then that would have been the reason that they would have done that because I don't think that at all I, I like real talk thing I would be like pretty uh, I would be pretty honored if they, there was actually one or any of the devs who watch this regularly because uh I don't know, man. It's a pretty big commitment to watch something like that that regularly when you're also developing a game and your time is precious when you're not on the clock. So, um, and if they are watching, just like slide into our DMs and say hi. Which, yes, I've gotten I've gotten people asking me about this, and and I did. I again, I just want to say the request to get Stephen on the show. I know I've said this over and over, but I'm just going to say it again. It is in. I haven't heard back. We're hoping to get him on the 10th or the 17th, but no confirmation as of yet. But I'll let you know if we do or not. Right. But that'll be for the what? Four year, I believe. Officially, that'll yeah. be the four year mark for the actual show. Pretty crazy. Yeah, pretty crazy. Any other thoughts on that, though? I know I didn't. I know maybe half tilt or uh, any, any follow up on that one. No. everybody's kind of sad what's been i would say okay this one this one could spark up some discussion for us here and i'm gonna actually swap over to showcasing some of the concepts and renders for some of the creatures and stuff that they also shared just so that we're not missing showcasing that while we're talking about some of the q a stuff um really really beautiful renders um possibly terrifying too depending it's on creepy but it's, it's gorgeous <laughs> yeah it's creepy. yeah i'm just gonna block my screen right here <laughs> we got we got to see the t poses and stuff for the vec though first though so i mean that was pretty cool but uh for the for the male vec with long hair female vec um there, there's the question okay this one's a big question though will infrastructural issues requiring reactive tasks be a part of node gameplay outside of monster coins siege weather and natural disaster events the answer's long so get ready okay absolutely there are three primary systems that deal with building damage and or building destruction within nodes 
NPC-driven events that are a response to some type of story arc or atrophy, node sieges and wars. The event could be a hazard like a tornado or a hurricane, and that can do damage to buildings, which will require players to repair the buildings in order to reactivate the services that those buildings provide. Depends on these things. There is the ability for buildings to take damage during wars or during sieges. When those buildings take damage, they could be destroyed, at which point rubble appears on that plot within the node, and the government must clear that plot before there is sorry before they can either reconstruct a new building or previous building that was there buildings also live in the prerequisite system so as the node grows it may require multiple buildings to provide a service if one of the links in the system is destroyed that individual link will need to be repaired before the service can be reestablished again there are a lot of reactive types of systems that can interface with nodes and development of those nodes and players and governments will have to respond to that in order to keep their services running now i'm running that was a lot i know but any thoughts on that because that's pretty that's that's a, a bit more depth than i think that any of us maybe were aware of or is it just me no i agree i mean i feel like that's like animal husbandry levels mm. of depth once again so i and again i mean we i think we Whenever I hear something like that, I do get a little like angsty about it because it's like, man, this is really complicated. How are they doing it? And then I see like coming off the heels of this character creator and how yeah. in depth it was and how performant it was. It's starting to make me think maybe it's not that big of a deal. They've got enough engineering brain power to really make this like a modular system that they can tweak and have a good level of control and it's built in house. So it's something they can potentially more easily support. So, yeah, I mean, I, it, it seems very interesting and very intricate. Um, I would be very interested in how that would translate to like an attack strategy during a node siege actually. Um, is what things that you might want to target that are maybe weak points in the system to disable certain buildings or something like that. I think that would be really cool um, to be able to see that again, how the system gives players an opportunity to make different choices. Mm -hmm. And it's not the same tactic every time on repeat. Right. Yeah, for anybody who's wondering why I paused on this grotesque sea creature, that's because uh, they also stated this as a creature that we can expect to be fighting in Alpha 2, and it's massive, and multiple ships are going to be required to fight this thing. I can't wait to see some more details, and just a measure of scale on this thing. Also, does that mean we're going to be seeing something about naval combat soon, a little bit more in-depth, now that character so. creators released? I uh, yeah, I hope so. To start tickling my pickle half tilt. Not right now. I don't need more hope. <laughs> Whoa. Oh man. Can we get a clip on that for me? Just for me, thank you, please. I'd greatly appreciate that. I'm gonna read something Skylark said in chat, which was the biggest thing there is the linkage of higher level nodes. I think maintaining a node at a high level with a happy citizen populace is going to be extremely difficult. I think that's a very fair statement. 
Absolutely. There's going to be so many intricate levels. Like from the answer to this question, none of it really came as a surprise to me. I think it's stuff that's been a more loosely mentioned in the past over the years about, you know, if a certain building gets destroyed, you're going to lose that service until it's replaced or repaired um, as well as being able to destroy buildings rather than just the node having a total HP pool and you bring the whole node down, mm-hmm. you can actually systematically bring down the infrastructure a little bit. That might not have too much play on the actual siege that's going on currently, since a lot of services are disabled for a siege. But in the long run, yeah, it's going to make that recovery period much more detrimental, mm-hmm. assuming they survive the siege. But um, the the government aspect of being able to come in and clear rubble out and managing dictating where that where those resources are going to go when recovering a node absolutely like when you've got a metropolis level node and hundreds of people uh, being citizens there and dependent on those services how do you prioritize to keep people happy and communicate that um like these things are going to be just huge aspects and i do not envy anyone that decides to take on uh being a mayor yeah, like i hope you are retired and happy to sit and monitor your node and mayorship for large amounts of time during the day because that i feel like that's what it's going to require like it's going to be really in depth and that as cool as that sounds if you don't have anybody willing to step up and do that role or capable right. taking that role that's going to be a problem yeah, I totally agree with that. It's just that I agree. You know, I was thinking too earlier because Daedalus was talking about how like this is another complex system we're talking about. I'm noticing that they're consistently going and reiterating on different things that we've talked about and, and showing more complexity. So I am starting to feel pretty confident that like all of the systems are going to have this level of complexity across the board now. I am. It is a bit daunting to think about. It genuinely is, um, which is why when some people have been asking me recently, like, what do I think about an Alpha 2 date? I'm like, if it's the end of this year, I'd be pretty surprised. Um, Because something missing from this again, which I'm not, look, I'm just pointing it out because you said this is what we could expect. Um, It's a constructive criticism. And that's that we talked about in last year, how as we got into this year, of 2023 to expect articles outlining systems and characters and things like that. Remember, we're going to get more on the website. Um, We also were expecting consistency in um, the uh, creative director letter, which now we're almost to the end of what first quarter for this year. And that will be three creative directors letters we haven't had consistently. And it will mean that we are a quarter of the way through the year and we haven't still seen anything on the website. I understand they're busy. I'm just saying I think it's important to like really kind of like maybe not even say anything until maybe we're getting to a point where you're going to start sharing those things. And and similarly, if you are talking about those types of things, this is where I go back to, I think what could be very helpful in regard to uh, community sentiment, gauging it, whatever you want to call it, is if you're not giving us a date, which I understand and I totally respect that wholeheartedly. And you're going to talk about things to expect. Well, then, like, maybe if you're not given dates, uh, it may either be better not to refer to those things as being on the horizon yet. 
if you can't create some sort of gauge of of like, well, where are we at between or where are we at between now and that actually happening? Um, because people do expect it if you tell them that it's something that is coming. And then eventually when it doesn't come, you get people that and I'm saying this not just for myself, but advocating for community sentiment. When I got people that come drop by on YouTube videos and stuff for the podcast and they say things like, you know, I'm kind of feeling that this is going to take forever because they keep saying this is going to happen and then nothing does. I think this is an area where we could probably see them maybe just like hone in a bit. Articles. Yeah. Just hone in a bit. Articles. Again, I can understand. I'm, I understand it's a process. I really genuinely do. And for myself, I personally, uh, I'm not really bent out of shape on it, but as the guy that runs a podcast for this long now, where I advocate for community sentiment and I say, that's what we're going to do here. Um, I wouldn't be true to my word if I didn't do that. So, um, got to talk about it at least a little bit. Right. Um, with unique and rare items limited to one per server, what will happen to an item of such rarity when the player character leaves the world or server? That item will then be available again for acquisition through whatever means it was acquired by previously. This is a piggyback off of last week's podcast where we talked about things like legendary items existing. So it didn't really elaborate on it in any like... uh, it was an expansive elaboration, but it did hit on that specific point. So, um, I've, I've asked this question before, uh, and it didn't make it its way onto the live stream, if I remember correctly. But there's a second component to this. It's not just if a character leaves, but what if somebody just doesn't renew their sub, or even if they they have like a year long sub and then they just don't yeah. play for six months and they have this item? Like, is there a timeline of inactivity on a character or on an account where? it then respawns that item or re-releases that item back onto the server for access to anyone else. Because leaving the game world, like deleting an account, a lot of people don't do that. They just, okay, I'm just going to let my subscription run out and go do other things. And if I ever want to come back, then I'll come back and play my character. And there it is. You know, it could be a year, two years, six months, whatever. But I think there needs to be a little bit more checks and balances in place to make sure items are available and that somebody can't just come in, grab an item, and then because of whatever reasons real life happens or getting into another games or whatever, they no longer play. And now that item's locked out until the account naturally expires or something. There's got to be some timeline or window in the background to track that. Yeah, because that was an answer that actually made no sense to me. And for the same reasons as you just stated, half tilt. It's the it just doesn't make sense to me when you stop playing an MMO for six months and you stop like paying your subscription on like month two, and then your account is technically like locked up for like the next four months. As soon as you start paying your subscription again and you get back into the game, you have all your items that you had before. So what are they like? What where are they going to draw the line? Like this item has been on an inactive account for this amount of time. And honestly, like it should be to a point where like the player that is inactive should get an email. And he like saying like this item is unique per server and is going to expire out of your account in two weeks. If you don't log back in, uh, it will go back into the server for another player to grab. 
that's how I think it should be. Not just like, oh, well, if the guy leaves, it comes back. That's just not how it works in a persistent right. world. Yeah, if it's vital to the game. Because I want to yeah. take a break. Right. If it's vital to the world that the only one exists, and I, I think it's important that it's being utilized in the world in some capacity. Otherwise, it defeats the purpose of its existence in the first place. Right. And to lock that to a character just because they haven't left the server world like that doesn't work for me, because if they're not playing ever again, it just doesn't get recycled back in. And that doesn't that doesn't work from my perspective, even if it's like and and this is where I think it needs to measure account activity in a way, too, because I like the idea of getting the email as a warning. I agree with that hundred percent, but what's to stop that person coming in, renewing their sub for one month, exactly. 50, 15 bucks out of your pocket. You yep. play for it. You log in, play for half an hour, log back out and let it expire again. It's like, yep. okay, I'm busy for the next three years of my life, but I don't want to lose this item. Yeah, true. Or I'm waiting for the next content release till I get back into playing this. And I'm going to go play other stuff with my guild in the meantime. Like, there has to be a measure of account activity. So if you're if you're dormant for a period of yeah. time, two months or whatever, and then you get the email, it's like, okay, well, now we need to see you logging in and active over the next month, month and a half. And if you stop playing for another week beyond that, then it's gone. Like, it, it has to be there to be fair for everyone. And, you know, it, it, it you run the risk of if you just let the person have it and then release the item for availability again without taking it away of suddenly having multiple of these legendary items now on the server at a given time should people that left come back. Yeah. So you have to sit there and think, are we okay with that scenario or do we prefer to take the item away? And I think that's a really important conversation that they need to have or share with the community their stance on that in a little bit more detail. Yeah, I, I saw, can see both sides of it. Oh, sorry, Sam. Go, oh, go ahead. I, I wanted to hit on something Magisto said in chat too. Said it's very tricky. What if the person has a real life issue keeping them from playing for three months? I'm like, exactly. So I want to preface by saying this. Okay, I completely understand life happens, but a game shouldn't be dependent on any individual. Like that's not that's not really like it's not the person's fault, but it shouldn't be the game. Like the the game should have a responsibility to be like, we understand life's happening for you. So we're going to make sure that you keep this in some way, shape or form. Like there's got to be like lines like, you know, the game is built a certain way and it functions as it is. And sometimes stuff happens and, you know, you lose like your freehold or whatever or something like that because you weren't able to play, too. It's part of the risk that I think a person runs by playing a game of this scale with its systems as they're designed. And that might mean that as a result of real life, like sometimes it's going to kind of happen, man. Maybe the thing that you had that you loved, you just don't have anymore because Ashes is kind of built that way compared to a lot of other games, I think, too. So it would suck, but... And I think this this question is a very slippery slope, and I'm not yeah. sure I agree. I mean, I agree with Pacha. I'm not sure I like the answer either. Um, yeah. Because I can think of, like, things like you were saying, like housing. Like, okay, if I don't pay my rent or my dues every month, right, yeah. it's going to, my stuff's going to poof after 30 days of inactivity or what have you, right? But with gear, that's, that's different, especially, Tricky. like, when you might have invested months of time getting something that's truly special and 
granted, I would agree with the comment Cheryl made. Well, how often does that happen? Somebody just leaves for, you know, a few months, et cetera. Like, you know, there's other reasons to do that, but I'd still feel like, you know, there's got to be some sort of like pre-warning notification or something to say this is like what it means. And it's got to be pretty explicit because yeah. not everybody's going to follow every aspect of that game at that level of granularity. True. Um, but yeah, I do feel like it, it's, it is definitely a slippery slope because I could see where you might have something where you have to take action, like paying taxes, not so much on like gear you've acquired on your character. So I guess I would mm. like to see like how they would plan to do this and test it a little granted they may or like may not be able to test it for a long period of time given how long the testing cycles are but at mm. least like make that like a thing like when you acquire it it might give you like something explicit like this this will only last for this amount of time like in general right and you need to recharge it again and if you don't you'll lose it so that's maybe a system that i can think of might be a little more active mm. than just plain like you know you know ninja looting it out of your inventory um i have a really dude oh my god come on man like an hour nobody mentioned it i had to go literally the last time i hung out with you on friday this happened i was like come on it's it's fair though um the owner had to well well placed well played unbelievable i have a i have a solution so after i don't know 60 days of not playing, not logging in with the character that has a legendary item. The item is now reacquirable on the server. You don't take it away yeah. from the person that's inactive, but it's now reacquirable on the server. Yeah. If someone else reacquires that item and they are now the proud owner of it, when the dormant account logs back in, they are given a 48 hour notice or one week notice. You have to have a one-on-one death match with the other person has the legendary <laughs> item winner takes all you're so in a different direction than i expected you to go with that because i was like i was sitting here thinking to myself you know because we talked about this last week it was like i don't really get behind the idea that like only one can exist because if it disappears for some reason or someone's not logging in like you know what i mean at least let there be other things that it can kind of exist or whatever i would hate if it just disappeared too but my thought was like you log back in and now maybe you've got to do some sort of work to uh, activate that again or even maybe you get like i don't know i was just bouncing ideas around saying maybe there's like a queue on until you can activate it again maybe it's dependent on server circumstances like let's say for example now this is like probably a, not a favorable thing but what if like you log back on and it's like well you've got the the remnant of said item right so it's the item but it doesn't work as it would work as a legendary instead maybe it's just like an item right but this activated like element that exists as a legendary then can only be activated when the other one right or other ones potentially in existence one of them falls out instead of it just popping up as one that could drop now maybe it's like well there's a window before it turns into a drop for someone else in the server and within that window this person has the opportunity to do the work to sort of reactivate it i don't know like you're in queue to reactivate your legendary, but you don't ever lose it. Because again, that would suck. I would hate that. Like real life happened and I couldn't do anything about it. Like, yeah, that would kind of suck to lose it. And yeah, I, I, I would have definitely... Go ahead. 
Go ahead. No, sorry. sorry. I was just saying, I am very much pro not taking it away from somebody, yeah. but at the same time, making it available to the server again. Yeah, same. I agree with that. I mean, I think we shouldn't, and maybe where I was going with my mm-hmm. comment is not necessarily singling out people that are inactive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think just make it like a, a server-wide thing. You acquire this item, you have it for 30 days of game time or what have you, right? You run out of that charge or whatever it is, and then you either you need to recharge it, and you may not be able to if somebody else acquires mm-hmm. it in the meantime. Right. So it's still, again, something that people are well aware of as they get it. Now, keep in mind, this is an item of power, but it only draws from the essence for this period of time. And if you don't, you know, maintain it. Right. And somebody called it out in chat too, repairing equipment you use, um, Skyhunter. I mean, that Mm -hmm. is a great like thing to think about is like just like with anything, right? you're going to acquire something. Over time, if you don't maintain it like a car, right? If you don't maintain your car, the wheels are going to fall off the jalopy. You know, sorry, but that that's life. So I kind of feel like this might be a way to do that without necessarily just going in and just saying, okay, for an arbitrary amount of time, somebody's idol, just take it away. Yeah. It's tricky with legendaries, man, because we had a big talk about this last time too. You know what I mean? And it's... uh it is. It's It's going to be. This is one of the things in terms of gear that I think they are going to have a they're going to have to really take the community sentiment and try to make the best decision based on the community sentiment. Because, again, if like if it feels like you don't have any chance then who cares, you know, you don't want it to seem like this thing that people like hate on but also not like something that's like super penalizing to a player. Like you, you want it to feel meaningful to the world and to the, in my opinion, to the server and that, that community that is a server to where it's like when it exists, it's like everybody's as, as it's like the world is like all the better for it. Like it has a positive impact on communities and like, you know what I mean? Cause that person shows up to a raid, they're dropping the hammer literally on somebody's face and it makes a difference if it's in the middle of a a node war or a castle siege or something that person's presence can help significantly turn the tide doesn't necessarily mean it's going to make it a gimme but that it, it matters and like so when that champion with the legendary is showing up the champion of the people right it's like yo the wielder of whatever you know is here I almost I almost said the wielder of the brown sandal, but I didn't want to do that directly because did, did anybody also this is low key. I'm, I know I'm kind of ADD tangent here, but when Steven was talking about like how he could be on the on the game and he'd be playing the live game and then this could happen. He, he trolls about the stuff he'll do. It's moments like that. I literally worry for myself a little bit because he's joked on this show about what he would potentially do to me in the game. Ah, shit. It'll happen. You're going to get flip-flopped. I have a feeling something's going to happen to me in the game. It's going to be bad, and I don't think he'll stop himself from doing it. He'll enjoy it. 
Yeah, there's you know, going to be an imprint of a sandal on your cheek at some point in the game. You're not going to know what right? happened. It's going to be like, how does this tattoo show up? The, the, the sandal up. tattoo could just be placed on the on Sim's character by Steven without him no. even knowing about it. And one day he logs in and someone ninja loots his pants and there it is right there on the side of his butt cheek. I log in with no, literally I'm missing like a really nice piece of gear and I've got this tattoo on my face that I never chose to have there in the first place you know what i mean and then i get this like message in the mail hey here's your pants by the way lol sim's armor renders on his screen, on his client only otherwise he looks like a naked character running around the world <laughs> everyone oh, no. else well, handles on him because that's what happened in that damn test man because in that test i put on the the looted the naturally ethically looted item and it you couldn't see it because they hadn't created the render port so it was invisible right and then the false narrative was created and it's like i just owned it because i'm an honest person right and i honestly didn't ninja loop but that's it's fine whatever uh, yeah. yeah we we've got it we've only nah it's not important man we got 15 minutes here i'd be like i'm so shush hasha pasha i'm like hush half till dayless pasha oh y'all pathfinder shush i'm done i don't want to hear any of it you know how many clips exist because you guys okay all right (laughs) this is a good one we got Ooh, we're probably not gonna make it through all this or the other because we time is uh you know on our side wow look you all like are respectfully silent as a result and the chat are your champions. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay. How do you plan to establish big characters and story arcs in an ever changing and no driven world? I thought this was a really good question. And the answer, the story arc system is built in such a way where these story plots have multiple points, which can pivot based on, Uh, predicates that are in the world based on a player's decision point from a cultural representation standpoint standpoint dependent on which node gets developed intrepid is working on a very functional story arc system that provides content in many different ways but is behind a door of world progress and development that is executed by the player population and then margaret hinted that some of these things may be shown in the upcoming months come on margaret and tell me they're going to be an article. You're killing me, homie. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> upcoming months. Last mm-hmm. time you said every month. It was years ago. And we haven't seen anything. Unbelievable. They even clip champion for you all. This is unbelievable. Traitors among us. Yeah, continue. It's fine. I was good. To, it was. I was glad to hear this though, because talking about the story arcs, I mean, that's something people have been asking a lot about. Like, how are you going to make this system meaningful and deliver in a way where I think, in some ways, where uh, we talked about like the character, like our our character's narrative, not really being locked away, versus like maybe the narrative of the server and the primary antagonists and things like antagonists, protagonists, all that that are in the the sort of story world. So. Definitely curious about this. I'm especially curious about this because they got the narrative designer from the Elder Scrolls Online, remember, a while back? We're not going to get, like, voice dialogue quests, so I'm really curious how this is going to evolve now as a result of those those different elements. It sounds like a large, large web 
of possible directions that you can go. So thinking about it from a large scale like that, doing voice acting for all of those potential quest lines that may or may not even be discovered on a server. I I can see why they're choosing to not go that route, even with just main story dialogue. Um, I think a lot of us were probably more of the mindset or thought process that we would get a fairly linear main story arc. And it doesn't sound like it's really going to be that way. There might be an overarching uh, narrative to it, but it's going to be told in many different ways. It sounds like as the world evolves. So yeah, voice acting, all of that, that's, that's an incredible undertaking. Uh, it costs a lot a, more like money. One direction kind of story it would be linear as hell and maybe told in a different way, like in Swator and Swator, like it all leads to the same ending or like to the two same endings for all the classes, but it's 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 because it's voice acted. They can't do like 20 different endings per character if it's voice acted. The game itself costs like $300 million to make, and most of it was for voice acting. We don't want that in Ashes of Creation. Absolutely. Yeah, it's true. I'm kind of hoping that we don't get main protagonists, though, in Ashes of Creation. Because if you get main protagonists, it's either going to be the player character, and I don't want that. That would be for a single-player game that doesn't have its place in an MMO, and all MMOs make that mistake. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that, too. this is like one of those things I'm I'm going to say I'm cautiously optimistic about because I am not a huge fan of time gating. True. Did we just lose him? Did we lose yeah, Daedalus? We lost him. The Void devoured him. He's going to return with two kids this time. <laughs> a day-day, you gone if you're void here. Maketh, the Void giveth. Right? Do you think it was? Do you think it was the character standing behind him? Anybody? Yeah, I think she killed him. I think she said she uh, stood this long. Or did you just oh, ninja no, loot his speaking privileges? There he is. I see you. I see you. We, we thought he, that he, we thought she killed you, dude. We thought she was looking over your shoulder <laughs> and like all nonchalant. You know what else it could be? It could be that you were like LOL false narrative in chat and the 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 Twitch. So you're saying- oh look, he's trying. Oh, he's <laughs> yeah, he's done. <laughs> oh no, Daedalus. Day-day, we can't hear you. It's fine. Now, Sim, don't you start using it's my character would do excuse? But it is, it is my rogue character. My rogue character has those, you know, uh, uh traits, not me. It's roleplay. It's not me. It's my character. It's a yeah, difference. It's all about roleplay. You're just, you know, acting like your character. It's you're playing you're playing the role. Yeah, ninja looting does not represent your actual mm. true personality. You're a generous, yeah, man. patient, and fair man, but not your rogue. This is exactly what I'm saying, yes. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Daedalus, you're back. I can switch. Let me switch uh, just for, for a moment here. I'm going to switch this to a central server real quick, everybody. And there, we'll try this. Okay, cool. Continuing uh, on. I know hey, we've... Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure yeah. what's going on. It must be my internet or something. Sometimes anyway, Discord's um, got, yeah, sometimes Discord's, Discord's got like its auto and it puts you in a crap server that doesn't work for everybody. But what were you going to say, Dave? Let's just go ahead. And... Oh, it just, I mean, I'm just not a fan of like, uh, I, I would say, dating content in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I've had PTSD from my wow days, right, about dating content and how they're doing it. Though I'm cautiously optimistic about this system knowing that it's going to be more dynamic, like in general, 
So I would I would like to see kind of what this is. And yeah, I agree with the other commentary on this is like, oh, don't don't tease me. Give us something more definitive on when we're going to see this. And don't say maybe shown because that's already I feel like it's not going to happen. Right. Or it's got so many things that it's dependent upon and they're qualifying it with a may either do or don't. Um, But I like the fact. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) In that same vein, though, if they err on the side of the caution, then they'll never make a promise until it's like, okay, this is coming next week because it's ready now. Yeah. In in the vein of asking for more updates and more content, that pulls away from it. The maybes is something that we we know that they intend good on it it's, it it comes back to kind of what they mentioned this time is that they have a level of quality that a threshold that they need to hit before they want to release it to the public for yeah. their own safety reasons yeah so. i i agree there and i'm not necessarily like knocking the fact that they might be teasing something but if you're going to get if you're going to talk about something major like this i mean at least have like something there where it's more definitive. And even mm-hmm. if it's closer in proximity, I mean, they can still do what they've done, which is not necessarily announce something until maybe a stream or two before, right? And then it gets to that stream and, oh, hey, we need to polish this a little bit more and push it out a week. Like Character Creator is a great one to talk about. They didn't tease that for months. Oh, we may or may not have this, blah, blah, blah. It was like literally within a month or two of them announcing it. Right. So yeah. that's kind of the, the thing that I would like. It still means there's a steady stream of content, but, you know, saying like something's months out, it's kind of at least, you know, based on history, it feels like a non, it feels like it's not likely to happen because yeah. there's so many dependencies. And the only way they're saying it is just maybe to build a little bit of hype because they've got so many other things going on that they may not get to it. Right. It's, it's kind of that same thought process around the uh, around the creative director's letter, right? Not having that for several months and that that being like promises being like a regular thing they were doing once a quarter. Um, it just it just it's a feels bad moment, right? That they just need to think through. Okay, let's just focus on maybe one or two or three things that we're really gonna do, and not necessarily announce anything else. And if it comes up on a stream, great. You yeah I, I think i think it's a good point though because they gave it was about a two-month window right they had the it was in the january right they noted that we could be seeing it right actually they, they they hinted at it at the end of like december i think right december january somewhere there hinted at it coming and then talked about showcasing it planned for the next stream but we'll see right that didn't happen but they got it by the next one and my reference point is it was it was essentially within a quarter of a year, it was acknowledged or discussed, planned loosely, and then also showcased. And I think that's pretty good because I think that most people are pretty, from from what we've seen so far, and I know we've got limited time here, but from what we've seen so far, it seems that when they, when they work in that uh, framework, people are pretty forgiving. It's when it extends beyond that, it seems that people get... Um, pretty unforgiving, and I think Alpha Two is kind of a reference point of that because it's being it was it's, it was kind of mentioned, 
in the similar in a similar way that the the character creator was mentioned, but it doesn't seem like it's gonna be anytime soon. Um, so I don't know that even talking about that at all until it's closer on the radar, like the character creator was, uh, is even a good idea. And if you do, especially with something like that, um, loose goalposts, even if the goalposts don't indicate a date. Um, mm-hmm. With that being said, we do have a good number of Q and A's to hit on that I think are still significant discussion points as well as the dev discussion on enemy indicators which we'll probably be talking about next week um so we still got a pretty pretty big show next week friends uh but out of respect for our uh pathfinders here who have schedules and everything we're gonna go on ahead and wind this one down um so with that being said uh any final thoughts gentlemen on uh anything we talked about here today No. Okay. No, man. No, uh, it's, it was all about the character creator. That's what we've got. And mm-hmm. they delivered. They delivered. And I'm not a very, I'm not easy to like please when it comes to like this sort of things, especially that like he was teasing it for a while. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Intrepid Studios like don't disappoint. Honestly, this character creator is solid. Def- as, it's just making my hopes even yeah. more real for the game. Like Absolutely. I'm looking forward to more gameplay now. I've seen this part of the character creator, which I feel like it's going to be about, what, 20% of what we should expect it to be when the game releases. And I'm good with that. Like, just having seen this, I can turn the page, go to the next topic, which is gameplay and the actual combat and animations, because that's the next logical step when you want to absolutely game and feel like your character has come to life it's how it moves absolutely what about you gentlemen anybody else no i mean i, I think pacha said it best for me and the character creator just was phenomenal yeah uh, if this is the standard that they're setting and communicating to us and then we see the results back mm-hmm. time and time and time again and, and just in that same vein overall progress upwards like mm-hmm yeah, it's hard to be super skeptical about it. Obviously, we take everything with a grain of caution still and will until we get, you know, foot in Vera day of launch type thing. But yeah, yeah, uh, it's looking good. It's looking good. So I've got the link in chat for those of you that are here live. There's the forum post. Be sure to go to the forums. Give all your feedback. They want the player feedback requests and the character creator they got on the forums. Get over there. Do your due diligence. Help contribute to the conversation. Give them your feedback on the things you like, you don't like. We'll definitely be picking up next time. Uh, again, be sure to go over to um, asheshq.com. Check out the articles. Daedalus has got a new one posted there. And we've got the most recent developer uh, live stream outline showcased as an article to share it with all your homies and um definitely give it some love all, all of those some love um gentlemen until we before we log off here want you shout out all of your domains where people can find you when you're not on the show go data list half tilt pasha right down the line all right you can uh, find me on twitter at the ashen herald and on youtube youtube.com slash c slash the ashen herald Hey, you can find me on Twitter at Half Tilt or on uh, Discord at Half Tilt Gamer. Outstanding. You can find me on Twitter at TV Pacha and on Twitch on Sundays at noon EST uh, at Pacha TV. There you go. And friends, as always, remember whether and I got to say Half Tilt, you got to you got to tell Quarter Tilt 
that that kind of that kind of was there with you. You got to tell him he joined the round table. So he's an honorary Ashes Pathfinder now. Right. Did a great job respecting dad and like being quiet while we're on the show and everything. It was a solid Pathfinder. So we got an honorary, probably our youngest Ashes Pathfinder to be like technically on the round table. So hammers up to Lahomey. He was like kicking it. Right. Uh, and he was loving the characters in the background. He's like, who's Sick. that? Who's that? Nice. That looks so cool. That was great. Yeah. And remember, right. You don't have to be on this podcast here to be a pathfinder. It's literally all of you that join us in the comments, listening on your drive home, joining us here live, you know, comments on YouTube. When you contribute, you're part of this journey with us. You're a pathfinder. Much love to all of you to intrepid studios. And until next week, live your best lives, walk in the light, have a great night, friends. We're going to see you again real soon. Take care, everybody. Ladies, everybody. Bye.